What's up, Pats Nation? Michael Lake is here. You probably don't know who I am, nor do you know who anybody else on the screen is, but hopefully soon enough you get to know us. We are the host of the Patriots Tailgate Party Podcast. Say that four times fast, right? Yep. Patriots Tailgate Party Podcast, and we're coming to you live today, kicking off uh, what's going to happen or what happened, what we saw happen in week one, what hopefully is going to, we hope is going to happen as fans in week two. And this podcast, a little bit different than maybe other Patriots podcasts that you've seen out there uh, where you have experts. I, by no means, would call myself an expert. I can't speak for these other guys, uh, but I'll let them speak here in just a minute. But this is really where we want all Pats fans to come to discuss, debate, and hopefully celebrate uh, the success of your New England Patriots. So, again, Michael Lakis, you also probably hear my accent and go, that guy is definitely not from New England. Uh, long story there. We'll get into that as we get in uh, to get to know us better and uh, and learn a little bit about the show. But before uh, before we do that, let me kick it over uh, to my co-host, uh, my brother, who, yeah, he looks like me, and he looks like a lot like the guy below me. We'll talk about that in a second, too. But Andrew Lakis. Andrew Lakis, how you doing today? I'm good, brother. Uh, it sounds like we're saving the patriarch for last here, but that, that sounds good. It all started with him, and y'all will hear his accent in a minute. Um, you just heard a y'all there, which is probably a first on a Patriots fan podcast. Uh, we didn't really think about the acronym here because the PTPP probably isn't going to work if this thing takes off. But, you know, what's on with that later? Uh, yeah, I'm Andrew. I grew up uh, in North Carolina, root to the Patriots every Sunday watching with these two guys. And, and I think that what we're excited to do is just create a space where we can process what it's like to be a fan in this moment, what we're thinking about, what we're seeing what we anticipate coming next and i'll be honest with you the three of us every single sunday are on a text chain watching every minute of every patriots game uh those text chains oftentimes are fairly hilarious uh maybe some not suitable for work uh but we're trying to bring that text chain to life with you all and to have you join us in that fun each week so here we are it's uh it's good to be with both of you guys and i'm excited to talk patriots awesome Awesome. Definitely, uh, definitely some things we'd have to edit out uh, in the uh, in the in the post production on the text thread. So we won't be bringing that to you directly. Especially when Damian Harris drops the ball oh, at the nine yard line. Oh, you, you know, I wasn't going to do this early, but this is for you, uh, Damian, right there. Just going to throw that out there. Get an early sound effect in there. Get us, yeah, get, get us, get us kicked off. So Andrew called you the patriarch, Dad. Uh, I'm going to let you handle that. Uh, although patriarch, I mean, that's a that's. You know, he didn't call you old. He just said you you started the whole thing. So I guess it's a compliment more than more than anything. But uh, Doug Lakis, and by the way, we totally forgot to give uh, give our our usernames, if you will, on this really cool uh, uh, sports site that we use. We'll talk about that as well. But Doug Lakis, you started this whole thing off. Uh, your accent's going to sound a lot different than ours, obviously being from North Carolina. But uh, Doug, how are you today? I'm very well, Mike. Thanks for uh, setting up this podcast and and allowing me to spend some time with my my sons and that makes me proud and you know patriot nation it's an opportunity for people who aren't professionals uh you know on tv or on the radio to kind of share their opinions and and we have a lot of them as andrew said on sundays we have a ton of uh opinions on what's going on and uh most of the coaches are wrong on sunday when we're watching the game but uh i am from new england i grew up in the boston area i had season tickets in the late 70s to the Patriots when it was like, you know, the AFL or NFL was just kind of really starting to kick in and get popular. And it's been a lot of fun to be able to watch the games over the years with you guys and, 
and share a lot of uh, exciting moments uh, in recent history with the Patriots. And I look forward to being able to, to do this with you guys. Absolutely. We look forward to it also. By the way, I think that may have been the first time in my life I've called you Doug. Kind of awkward. I got to be honest with you. Uh, usually I call you dad, but uh, I, probably will, <laughs> I, I probably will call you dad for the remainder hey, of the I podcast. I got to cut in for a minute here, though. You, you gave me a hard time by calling Patriarch. And then as I'm watching him talk, Dad, you've got a gray goatee. You're in a rocking chair at the beach where you've retired. And I think you played right into the Patriarch uh, moniker there. So well, well, I was kind of, I, I was kind of playing in, I was kind of playing into the Pate as in Patriot. Not ah, I see. I see. I well. So, but, but to your point, Andrew, I am at the beach. I do have a great goatee and uh, I am retired. So <laughs> I said, all, great. I said, great. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Got <laughs> all, all great things. All great things. Oh man. Okay. And all great things. Uh, That's so, right. so. You know, it's funny you say retired, so dig into your past a little bit more. So you're not an, uh, no, you're not, you haven't been on broadcast TV. You're not a, I uh, wouldn't say you'd be hired on at a major broadcast network for NFL expertise, but I will call you a football expert, right? Because you retired from how many years of coaching football in, in high school? I, I coached football for 46 years in oh. high school and, and coached a lot of games, saw a lot of things and, you know, was involved in a lot of exciting moments and, you know, basically the last two of the last three years, I was involved in the state championship uh, quality play, and it was a lot of fun. And, you know, with the pandemic, we, we had to kind of change things in the spring. My last year, we had to play ball in the spring, which was a difficult situation. But we got through it, and, uh, you know, it was a great run. Um, I loved every minute of it, and, and, and there are times I miss it. Friday nights, I miss it. I don't miss practice every day, that's for sure. No doubt about that. What were you like in practice, man? I, yeah, I never played. I played football a couple of years in high school, but I never played for you. You want to describe maybe in one word. Can you describe yourself? How you, how you were as a coach in practice? Intense. All right. How about how about on the sideline on a Friday night? Well, it was difficult on Friday night for me because our head coach, who I guess I can mention Todd yeah. Willard was, uh, I kind of spent most of my time trying to keep the rain, keep the reins in on him. So other than dealing with the offensive line, when they would come off the field after a series and I would, you know, coach them up, I spent most of my time kind of trying to follow him up and down the sideline to make sure he didn't get out of control. Yeah. I'm sure they were probably, well, you've told me about many a 15 yard personal foul on Willard coming off the sideline. That's probably happened a few times. I'd imagine, right? Well, it didn't, it didn't happen very often, but, uh, it happened a couple of times, and then, you right. know, the, the last playoff run we had, the last state championship run we had, I was actually in charge of the sideline. He was up in the booth, so I was the guy on the sideline. So, All right. Uh, you know, basically, I was 6-0 and that year, if you want to know the truth. <laughs> well, I, I do want to know the truth, and, and, and I do love you and have always uh, learned a lot about football from you, but these good folks came to talk about the it's ab- as not the d- spring. Spring COVID season of North Carolina high man, school football. Man, man, uh, uh, it is what it is. Will, wow. But the but the other but the other thing I will add because these are all Patriots fans joining in is that you know when you describe Doug Lake's coaching career, forty six years, offensive line coach, multiple championships, heart and soul of the team. Uh, he sounds a lot like somebody you all will know. Oh yeah. That this team desperately missed last week against the Miami Dolphins. Who would that be? 
Andrew? Dante Scarnacki. Scar. We've, oh, we've, got a, we've got a North Carolina high school version of Scar here. Is that what we're going to do? Let's hope your, let's hope your teams Scar. last Friday blocked a little bit better and had a little bit more success oh. and didn't leave their quarterback out there getting hammered. Oh, well, so. you know, that's a big that's a big hole that they are trying to fill without Scarnecki there. I mean, that's, you know, uh, league-wide, he's known as probably the best offensive line coach. And they refer to him, you know, uh, many, you know, and BSJ refers to him all the time. So, um, yeah, I, they got a tough tough thing to fill there just uh just just throwing in there bsj is a boston sports journal courtesy to them we'll probably use a lot of a lot of opinions a lot of things that we see big shout out to greg bedard he does a great job over there uh with the with boston sports journal if, if you're a patriots i gotta be honest with you and and he didn't pay me for this but if you're if you're a patriots fan and you're not on boston sports journal you're not getting the best information so if i were you i would jump over there to boston sports journal uh, it's not just Patriots stuff, by the way. Uh, it's it's Bruins, it's Celtics, it's Red Sox. All of us are fans of those teams as well. Uh, and you're going to get literally the best breakdowns. He's got a great podcast as well. And you're going to get the best information over there, Boston Sports Journal. So you may hear a little bit about that. I mean, we are all members of Boston Sports Journal. If you were on Boston Sports Journal and you, uh, you're you listening to this podcast, you'll know me in the comments section as, as Pat Sox, Celts Bruce. Uh, Andrew, I believe you're winter coats. Is that right? Correct. All right. And then D Lake is down there using exclamation points all the time in all of his posts, baby. That's right. Right. Correct. Dad? A lot Correct. of exclamation points in, uh, not only in, in, in the posts. That's because Boston. I don't, I don't post very often. So when I do, I have to make sure everybody sees. It. I don't want your excuses. You text every, t- every time you text anything, whether it's to my phone or anything, there's exclamation points all over the place. So if you see okay. a lot of exclamation points, you know who that is, but, uh, but yeah, That's we're right. We're here to talk Patriots again. Uh, we remember being kids. I tell the story all the time. We remember being kids. Dad, I don't know if this puts you in a bad light, but I mean, we were in the bar on Sunday, six, you know, what were we, eight, eight, nine, eight, 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 nine years old watching the Pats, right? Out in Greensboro, North Carolina. Isn't that right? Weren't we doing that? Or am well, I making it up? could have been. No, you're not <laughs> yeah. making it well, up. Well, well, let's be clear. That was back when uh, Sunday ticket was a lot harder to get, and the Patriots were never on national never. TV because they were not very good. And so the only way we could watch games was to go to the sports bar, uh, get a chicken finger basket oh, and yeah. a Dr. Pepper and sit for a few hours. And I'll tell you what, to this day, it is one of the reasons I still love Sundays and can't imagine a Sunday without watching the Patriots play. Absolutely. Go I, ahead, will add, I will add that, as Andrew said, it was difficult to find you. I I had to call around to find places that would show the Patriots. <laughs> so that's how far we've come. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. It's interesting, and not to go off on a tangent, but now that we're so we have it made, right? Like if you think about the way that our viewing experience is now, and how we get to to uh, how we get to watch football, right? We have the red zone. You have all these fantasy sites out there. You have all this information. Where I laugh and I think, man, back in our day, to your point, it was a chicken finger basket of Dr. Pepper. Or if the Patriots were on and you could find a way to watch them at home, that was like the one game you watched, right? You had two games on. You had the CBS and you had the Fox game. And you turn those on. You, had, you know, it wasn't like now where you had all this access. Nowadays, I mean, I can watch every game imaginable. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening that, uh, that know what that's like. Uh, one, more, one more point. We would love, and we'll just throw this out there as kind of a, a cheap plug, but – uh, we would love, this is a fan podcast, right? We're not the only three 
fans in the New England Patriots. We're just three fans that are related that love the team. Uh, we would love to have more people. So if you're on Boston Sports Journal, we're on another site, and you come to this, and you want to be on the show, we have the ability to do that, to get you on here. And we want the voice of the fan, of the Patriots fan, to be loud and proud and heard. And again, this isn't for experts. This is just the Pat's Tailgate Party podcast, right? So we're bringing it to you so you can have the voice of the fan to make sure that everybody out there out there gets their voice. And uh, we're just going to have a whole lot of fun. So let's kick it into what happened last week. And I think it uh, would go without saying, I've played it once before. Uh, Dad's face says it all down there. But a big one of these for that performance last week, uh, I, I really don't think that, uh, that that's the performance that we're used to seeing or thought we would see based on what we saw in the offseason with the Patriots. A seven, a grueling and just a brutal 17-16 to 16 loss at home in week one against the Miami Dolphins. Any quick takeaways, fellas, when it comes to that game? I mean, there's so many things that we can, we can, you know, pull apart with it, but uh, it was frustrating, obviously, for sure. But any, any individual plays or, or stats that really stand out to you? Well, you know, you played that sound effect, which made me think of the price is right, which made me think of Bob Barker, which is exactly how it felt. Uh, was about three minutes to go on the oh. clock. Like Bob Barker had punched me in the face. Oh. Like in Happy Gilmore. Oh. Uh, it was, it was, uh, I mean, look, I, I sat there and watched all day and was blown away by Mac Jones. I mean, oh, I don't think there's absolutely. any way you could have watched that game and not thought, all right, we might have something here. This guy can play. He's got moxie. Uh, is honestly what you're watching. There were moments where I forgot he was, a, he was in his first ever NFL start. But I think the other big takeaway, while I was excited and enthusiastic about that, the thing that hit me on Sunday and that I've been working through and thinking about all week is, like, I think that might have been the only only part of that game that reminded me anything of the Patriots and the Patriot way. No doubt. Um, there was not a lot else there that I thought, like, oh, I recognize that. But maybe I do recognize that from last year and the, the second half of the year before. Um, but yeah, real, a lot, a lot of conflicting thoughts and feelings. Uh, but ultimately, on Sunday afternoon, I was not a happy camper. No, I'm well, not, I think yeah, go ahead, Dan. It goes back, as Andrew just said, it goes back to the to actually the Miami game two years ago, when they were playing for home field advantage and lost, and gave up a 75 yard drive on the last drive of the game. Well, they, I was seeing so much of the same thing on Sunday. I mean, the, Miami had two unbelievable drives to start the game, start the second half, and then scored at the end of the first half. So basically, they were the Patriots never stopped them when it counted. What? And then the, the Patriot red zone offense I'd seen before. And it's it wasn't good. Well, I think the interesting thing, I think you guys bring up a lot of great points. So, uh, you know, those two drives that started the, the game, started the half, super easy. If I watch, if I watch another read option slant, get completed the way that I saw in that game for the rest of the season I'm going to be beside myself first of all literally I don't know it's basic football to be I know I have no doubt again I'm not out there I'm not in the practice field but I feel like that's something that they're going to prepare for they should have prepared for knowing that two is the quarterback and that's a staple play that the Dolphins have run the other thing that really stuck out to me Andrew you brought it up with with the turnovers you know Miami won the turnover battle two to one that's a big proponent of the game the really frustrating part about that, if you look at time of possession, New England had the ball for 36 minutes, 43 seconds. The Dolphins had the ball for 23 minutes, 17 seconds. You have got, if you're going to, if you're going to hold the ball like that, you got to play mistake-free football. 
at least the way that I see it. You you are cutting the um, you're putting the line so thin that if you're going to hold the ball and you're going to be conservative, Dad, you talked about it in the red zone, and you're not and you're going you can't just kick field goals, and you certainly got to get into the paint, and you certainly got to you can't turn the ball over because the minute well, that happens, your your margin for error is so thin, and look what happens: you lose a tight game. Well, they basically had three drives of 14 plays, the Patriots did. And, and the other team is, is banking on the fact that you can't drive consistently for 14 plays and put the ball in the end zone. Something's going to happen in the, middle, in the midst of that 14-play drive. And it happened twice. Yep. So, you know, when you get the ball back, now, like you said, Mike, the game's a whole lot shorter. You're losing possessions. Well, what you just said, I, I remember, and sounds like the Patriot way. We're going to make a team drive 14 play drives, knowing that at some point they will make a mistake. I watched that for 20 years, and it worked yep. out pretty well. Um, but that also, to your point, Mike, means you have to, yeah, you know, you don't have to be perfect in your execution, but you got to be really good. Um, and I think the point you made is one that, um, hadn't really dawned on me until this point. It's almost like efficiency stats in basketball. When you look at the NBA or NCAA, the more possessions you have, a team that picks up the speed, picks up the pace, they can handle mistakes uh, because right. you're getting more bites of the apple. If you're if you're a slow-paced team and you're going to take all the time, you're going to have limited possessions, and right. so you better make every single one count. Absolutely. I, you know, and the other thing is, the, the other thing that stuck out to me is, and, and I equate, or I, I, equate the end of a game and I'm not dogging college or high school football, but at the end of a game, when you, when you have three timeouts and you have a two minute warning and you, you've handled the clock well, and a team has the ball, it is rare. And, and I don't have stats to back this up again. I'm just a fan, but the reality is I, I feel like more often than not, if I know that I got to get three plays and I got to stop an offense on three plays that I can get my offense back on the field. Now, in, in high school and in college, I watch teams all the time because some of those fronts and front sevens in, in college specifically aren't as good as the other team. And you got, you know, better players on the other side. They're going to push them around. But in the NFL, you're talking about top 1% of players. Any team should be able to step up and stop somebody for 10 yards and get the ball back with a chance down a point to kick a field goal and win the game. And I was it's super. Worse than that. What, what's that? It's worse than that. It was first and, uh, first and 15 from the four. That's uh, right. Yeah. So you have the advantage of them not wanting to crowd their own end zone, and they're five yards behind the six before you even start the first play. That's Your statistical odds of getting a stop there go up exponentially just on those five yards alone. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, Dad, as a coach, you know, again, they don't, you know, people don't, don't come on here to listen to high school stuff, but as a, co I mean, come on. As a coach, Dad, I want you know what I want your perspective on the opposite side. I want your perspective on on the offensive side in that in that instance. So I'm I just told you that I feel like an NFL team, especially to Andrew's point, you're back four yards. The chains are behind you. You should be able to get a stop there, which is why nowadays a lot of teams throw on second down or they try to do something to misdirect the offense, right? So it's not just run it three times and punt. But I want to know from the offensive side, what's the are you confident if, if you are on the if you were the Miami Dolphins offensive coordinator there, are you confident you're going to get 14 yards in that instance? Well, I, I think the Miami Dolphins answered that question when they threw the slant <laughs> right off the rip and got what 15 yards or 
I mean, I mean, they knew they had to do something. To your point, Mike, the offense knows they've got to do something to move the ball, or the or the Patriots are going to get the ball at midfield or or better. With what a minute and a half, minute forty-five to go, yeah. and all I need is a field goal to win the game. So, from an offensive standpoint, I've got to figure something out. If I just want to run three plays into the line straight ahead, and I'm going to punt the ball. I got to think my defense somehow is going to stop a field goal. Right. Uh, so I've never, I've never coached high school football, but I can tell you they probably felt really good looking at those picture sheets they hold after watching that play work multiple times oh, earlier in the yeah. game. They, they felt even better when they looked out there and saw Jalen Mills was the one who was going to be covering, and the Johnson Jones was on the field. And then they felt freaking great when they saw Mills use the wrong technique and open up. So that Devontae Parker, I mean, had, you know, he should have gotten him a Barca lounger and a glass of sweet tea uh, because there was no way he was going to make life hard for him. I mean, not to mention, yeah. Devontae Parker's pretty good. Uh, he's, nice. Yeah, he's real good. We couldn't, we couldn't cover Waddle either. So don't, I mean, he's a rookie, by the way. first NFL game. He, he was uncoverable out there also. Well, we got I, issues you know, in the back end, you know. Well, to Andrew's point, though, I think that there's some, and again, we're not in the room every day. But there's some issues with personnel as the game went on. And I think, you know, Mike, a big concern of mine when I saw Winovich out there all game long. And, of course, he's okay. I, he's fine. But the guy on the other side, Yushi, he, he had an unbelievable play coming off the edge. And he, the guy never played much. And, I, and I, I mean, I just was kind of at a loss for words at the, as to what they were doing, you know. And they gave up the edge a bunch of times. They didn't set the edge, and that's all stuff that we've seen. Well, we saw a year ago on a regular basis. That's for sure. I just, just, just so they don't kick us off here. It's Uche, Dad. I think it's Uche is what you were looking for, <laughs> not Ush, Ushi. I, I don't know what Uche. that. Is. <laughs> that's what I said. No, Uche. Fifty-five Uche. on the defense. Okay, How's all that? right, that'll work. You just, you just speaking numbers. That's all right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> that's what they do uh, in high school. So I've got a question for you guys. Okay. The, I mean, we've been breaking down the game. We promised we wouldn't do that because you can go for your analysis elsewhere. I have a question for you all that I noticed on Sunday, and it's a feeling I don't want to have, and I'm a little disappointed I have as a Patriots fan. Throughout the Brady era, and look, we were spoiled. We had the best quarterback of all time. It's the only time in my life as a fan I've had supreme confidence no matter what the situation but I used to watch every Patriots game for almost two decades knowing if we need a drive, I've got total faith it's about to happen. Good things are about to happen. Last year was the first time I started to be like, ooh, good things are not happening. There's a fumble against Buffalo. There's, you know, the, the times we got down there and couldn't finish the drive, we're going to stop. I realized on Sunday, no matter how great Mac Jones was playing, the whole time I just had this, like, albatross hanging over my head. Where I'm like, okay, when – When's the mistake coming? And and it's how every other team has watched their team, or every other fan has watched their team in the NFL for years. Uh, but I just noticed it, and it's like, oh, man, I missed the glory days. Well, it was so great to just be like, here we go. Here we go, baby. The time's ours. Go I'm, ahead and finish I, this off, Tom. I'm glad you said that because my, my wife, you guys know her, obviously, is a huge Cowboys fan. And so we watch the Cowboys and the Patriots every week. And this isn't a Cowboys podcast. But literally, I watch the agony and that same doubt that you're talking about, Andrew, from her every time they play. And I know it's coming, too, because that's what they've done 
since you know past the early 90s they just make the mistake the tony romo field goal i mean just just you can think of a million times but it never happened to us and i almost had this like elitist mindset when i was watching those games of like oh well that's just what the cowboys and other teams do you give us the ball back to your point with a minute 30 left we got the guy back there number 12 and he's gonna take us down the field we're gonna get the defensive stop and now there's a doubt there there's an underlying doubt there and every time and it's not just at the end of the game it's throughout the entire game i'm thinking to myself are we gonna get a grenade penalty are we going to hold? I mean, there were so many penalties in that game that blew up the offense and moved us behind the chains. That you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And it's a and and it, listen. If any other team, any other fan from any other team is listening, they're going to turn it off right now because they're going to go. These guys don't know. They don't, they have no idea what it was like for the last twenty years. They've been sitting in heaven for twenty years, football heaven. So I think it's a great point. I think it's a great point. Well, they made, as you said, they made enough mistakes in different facets of the game Sunday to, to give us a give you know a lack of confidence to show its head. So no doubt, um, no doubt. We'll see. We'll see think, what happens this week. I think the, speaking of this week, we got the Jets uh, this week, and uh, and I think that people think this is a get right spot uh, for the Patriots. Uh, it's at the Jets, so we've seen in the past. Now they got a rookie quarterback, same as we do. I would argue we we have a better rookie quarterback, but I would I could make a decent argument that he might be the second best rookie quarterback uh you know you hear belichick talking about him having an explosive arm and uh you know the jets up front are really good I, you know i mean what do you what are your early you guys early thoughts on the game with the, a few minutes left here to go on the podcast what do you guys think i mean what do you think's coming we talked about last week we t- hopefully the mistakes to be corrected it looks like there's a lot of learning from this team and, and they got to gel together with all the acquisitions they had but do you guys think this is a get right spot this week well i think some there's some key players that are going to have to play a whole lot better. And, and, and they're not all young guys. Right. I mean, a lot of the veterans are going to have to come out and really improve on the performance of last week, which I really think some of them will do that. Um, you know, the rookie quarterback historically against Belichick has not fared very well. Hopefully that's the same kind of situation that, you know, that occurs this week. I think the Patriots will be better this week. You know, they're going to have to take care of some of the some of the mistakes, and if they can do that, you know, I think you'll see a better result. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think something you hit on there, Dad, that occurs to me is like the it's time to reset expectations. Like that that feeling of okay, we got this. Here's how this is going to go. Uh, I know we're going to pull this out. It, it's just gone. Maybe it comes back. Maybe Mac Jones. That's uh, sad. That's sad, by the way. It's sad. Is the guy. But, well, but I think I have to do it as a fan because if not, I'm just getting irritated, frustrated, crazy being able to appreciate, like, the, the, the team kind of reforming itself, if you are growing and building. But, I mean, that's my take on this game. I don't think the Dolphins beat the Patriots last week. The Patriots beat the Patriots. So, you know, is it going to be hard to take a rookie? quarterback on the road first road game in the nfl against a pretty stout defensive line yes um but if the patriots get better and improve in the areas they struggled in last week penalties blocking executing simple plays stopping the run you know i don't think they'll have a problem this week i I actually think the offense will probably take a few more chances uh there are plays there for mac down the field last week and i and i you know i i think we can have a have a much better outcome and honestly something that we can start to get excited about moving into week three. But, um, 
Yeah, I don't know if I'd, well, I don't know if I'd put my wager. There. No, I yeah, hold, hold, yeah, week. timeout. You got it. Come on. Like, let's be real, man. There's problems in the back end of that defense. All right. I know he's a rookie quarterback, but Wilson's going to give us trouble back there. I, I listen. This isn't this isn't the Patriots. Andrew, you said it. This isn't the Patriots from the last twenty years. I think. I think yes. I think McDaniel's going to open up the playbook. I think that Max going. I think Max great. I think that there's uh, plays to be had there. But the reality is, I don't think. I, call me cynical. I think that the over under the total on this game of forty two is crazy. I think it's an easy bet to take the over. I think there's going to be a lot of yards and I think points, but I think the ball is going to be moved. I don't usually I see a 42 point over, by the way, and I think like old Raven Steelers games, nine to seven. That no, 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 no. I think there's going to, I think the ball is going to move. I don't, they struggle sometimes with quarterbacks that move around back there, and I think you're going to see a similar thing here. Um, and I think as sad as it is to say, I think from the you know maybe it was the IPAs last weekend, but I haven't been so mad in so long at what I mean. That felt like we lost a playoff game last week, well, and I could be overreacting. I don't know, but, but I was super. I was pissed. But to end to build on Andrew's point of of expectations, did you? I know, and of course, you guys know that I'm Mr. Pessimist when it's before the game oh, starts. You, I, oh, you! Oh, jeez, you're the easy, worst. Easy, you're the easy, worst. Easy, easy, easy. You, you told no, no, no. Hold on a minute. Hold on. You said so, so, you, no, no, no. Hold on. You said. A minute into the game, you send it after the first drive. You, I can. You want me to read the text? You want me to read it? I'm you pretty sure it was in the. I, I, it was in the I, first I, quarter. Read, no, I got it. In the first quarter. No, no, no. In the first quarter. In the first quarter, we get a text, a group text, and I read it to to Addie, and she's like, "Your dad, man," and it says, "They ain't winning today!" Exclamation point. <laughs> you were right, by the way. Okay, at the end of the day, <laughs> you were right. At the end of the day, yeah. it was seven nothing, Dad. It was seven psych, nothing. I guess. Yeah, but yeah. but understand. You know, a blind understand. squirrel. Hold on. A blind squirrel finds a nut every once no, in a while. Hold, I mean, hold. let's count the times that he's made that exact same text. The worst. Uh, while Tom Brady was the quarterback. The worst. Every and week he came back. Every in week. One game. The worst. Every week. Every week. But but understand that what showed its ugly head last week, the first drive was stuff we'd seen consistently for a year ago now that that's how i make that statement and unfortunately i i don't have the confidence of the past that they're going to fix that yep Yep. i mean i mean i mean going into the game last week you can't tell me that you were overly confident about what was going to the product was going to be on the field because no one knew some of the some of the stars are going to have to play like stars and that didn't happen last Sunday. No. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. So I want to back up here. You you were saying something. I, you said something about your buddies, by the way. Just a funny thing about. Oh you, yeah, they got a they got a they have a group text chain going about the Red Sox, and you know, of course, I'm Mr. Gloom and Doom in that too. So it's not just with you guys. So you so wait a minute. They get it every day, huh? That that sounds awful. <laughs> we get it once a week. They get it every day because the Red Sox play well, I, pretty much every I day. I don't. I I don't. Uh, I'm not. I don't get involved every day, but kind of a couple times. Hey, Dad, a week. Dad, maybe you can start sending Mike and I a weather report each morning. And get something <laughs> like this. Well, down it's here it's nice. To, it, it's sunny out to start the day, but don't get too used to it. I'm sure <laughs> the rain is going to come at some point. It's going to. Yeah, wait a minute. It'll change. Oh, it's going to come. The best part is, I'm telling you, first quarter, first drive going to be a long it's, it's going to be a long day is the first one and check then the, comes we ain't check, winning today check the, 
check the timestamp. It might have been after the coin toss. To no, it was after 10 plays. Oh, <laughs> Dad knows oh, exactly okay. when it was. Because it, it only took him 10 plays to score. And he's working from a script over there. Oh. He's going through the opening script. I like it. No, I I mean I think it all goes back to the resetting expectations and, and I don't from a fan perspective, I mean I was irritated on Sunday. I I I really did think we were gonna have a great week. Um I don't really know why, looking back, that was oh. probably a little wishful we thinking. We spent a lot of money, I, man. You know, Come on. You you would well, hope but, you'd ever but, Yeah, but I mean but you know, we've been hearing about all off season that, you know, look at the Tampa Bay Bucks from last year, which is the greatest quarterback of all time. They're seven and five. They were not gelling. They had a couple of weeks that really didn't look good. And then in week, what was it, 13 or 14, they turned the corner and they became the team. And, that, and you know, and, and we don't even need the Bucks from last season. Like, as a Patriots fan, I think back to 2001, we hadn't won a thing. We, you know, had really struggled ever since making the Super Bowl in the mid-90s. Bledsoe gets hurt. Brady comes in. We go to 0-2. And by the way, I thought we should have beat the Bengals in that game in week one of, of, of one. I was here. Same feeling. Going way back. And, Love it. Well, and then, and then, you know, it took us time. We were five and five against the, the Rams and had that rough game. And then we went on our own run. So it takes, it takes teams with new players and kind of transcendent quarterbacks time to gel. I, I, so I think, I think resetting expectations is probably the best thing as a fan, but it's hard. I mean, I'm used to. Well, it's frustrating. You've seen us roll the ball out there and take it down Let's, the field and win the game. Hold on a minute. Let's call it what it is, too, and then we'll move on. I want to maybe do some fan predictions for the game. You know, that'll be fun because we're not experts, so it'll be fun to see if we're right or wrong next week. But <clears throat> here's the thing. You know why it's frustrating right now to lose a game like that? Because you have a team like the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC. And when you have a team like the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC who are probably going to win 14 games, if not 15 games, because that's just they got the best quarterback currently, not of all time, the best talented quarterback, in my opinion, right now in the NFL, and just a crazy talent all over the place. A team like that, it, yeah, maybe we can make the playoffs. Maybe we can win the division. But if we're trying to get a bye or trying to get deep in the playoffs, because that's how the Patriots have won all their Super Bowls or a lot of their Super Bowls, that's you can't lose a game like that last week. And that's so frustrating as a fan, right? It's so frustrating to put yeah. up, you know. I push on that a little bit. I, I, I think your formula for the Patriots having a phenomenal season is correct. We, the defense becomes shut down. Mac is a game changer who can make big plays when needed most. And the talent starts to gel on the offensive and defensive side of the field. However, I think we're still going to have to be the underdog like 001, where we go in and we beat somebody yeah. on their field. And so, you know, the difference between losing a game here or there, going 11 and, and 6, you know, 10 and seven and making the playoffs. I, I'm not worried about that. I think it was more just, I want them to be better faster. Like I want, I agree. And, and, you know, particularly for Mac, I mean, he played a great game last week. He did everything you'd ask. Uh, I know we talked about this on the text chain. He looks way more like Peyton Manning than Tom Brady. Oh, unbe- he looks just crazy, like Peyton Manning. It's crazy. If you go, yeah, if you go watch some old YouTube clips at 18 and how he swung it back there, his mannerisms, his body movement. And by the way, it's uncanny. Uh, it's uncanny. If he turns out like Peyton Manning, he'll be like the second greatest quarterback of all time. Yep. He'll take it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just hate it for Mac. Does it does it bother you guys that watching the game last Sunday once again we don't see any kind of downfield threat? Yeah, it bothers me. 
I, and there's threats out there, by the way. I mean, go sign John Brown. Seriously. I mean, he can't run, he can't run a, a, a go route for you every now and then. I mean, they love to run that stuff. Mac can get Hence it there. The- Hence the 14 play drives. Yeah, go get somebody. And Aguilar was supposed to be that guy. And, and he still may be. He can move. But, I mean, you got guys out there. You got who, Kenny Stills is still out there in the market. There's plenty of guys out there that they could, they could go pick up. But, you know, I mean, they do, they do some stuff. I mean, you know, the way they handle their roster, that's, you know, it's, Bill, it's Bill's world, man. So, you know, they clearly right now don't think they need that. But, yeah, it does. It does bother me that they don't have a downfield threat. And everything is matriculating slowly the ball down the field. That goes back to my Chiefs point. You see, the, the Chiefs yep. can do it when they need to, but guess what they can also do? They can take the top off four times when you're up by 21 and then beat you. And that's that's mm-hmm. what football is nowadays. It's not, you know, and again, I'm just a fan. I'd like to see a little bit more excitement there on the field, but that's just that's just me. So, all right, we got to wrap it up here. Let's kick it into uh, some predictions. Uh, again, this is fan talk, so – we're not experts here, but, you know, I have some thoughts on what I think the, the point total is going to be in the game. Uh, last I checked, and this may have been updated, but I believe it's a uh, five-and-a-half point spread. I think New England's favored by five-and-a-half on the road, and I think that uh, it's a 42-point under. Uh, so we'll just go around. Maybe we'll tally this up, and uh, and we can get your thoughts too uh, and see if what you guys' predictions are, but we can tally up our predictions. And, uh, and Andrew, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it to you first. What's your, what's your prediction for the game? Yeah, I think, um, uh, you know, I, I expect him to execute better. I, I would imagine Belichick took a more active role this week in practice. Um, I, but I also think um, the back-end issues we have on defense are going to show up. Zach Wilson will, with his legs and his arm, make some plays. But the good news is I actually think Mac's going to make more plays, too. Every single instance of Mac Jones this offseason has been from one practice to the next, one game to the next, you know, whatever it is, he gets better. So he's going to be better. He won't leave as many points on the field. I think we win and a little bit more of a shootout than most folks would expect. So I'll go with like 27-21 Patriots win. Oh, Pat's cover. 27-21. Dad, how about you? I think that McDaniels will be a little bit more a little bit more open and calling the plays this week. Mac Jones. I think they were a little bit too conservative and rightly so probably in this first game. Um, I think the Patriots win. I think they win 28-17. Whoa, 28-17. All right, so I'm doing some quick math. 28-17. That goes over. Andrew, you go over. And uh, and I'm going to I'm gonna stick with you guys on that. I'm going to say that the uh, definitely I think it's going to be a shootout. Again, we're not here to give you daily fantasy football advice, but Maybe a sneaky stack out there would be this game if you are playing any of those sites. Uh, I think I think you're going to have a big game from Mac, and I also think you're going to have a big game uh, from some of the Jets guys on the back end because I think we we right now that defense has just got to come together better than it is. Uh, I don't think the Patriots cover. I think Jets are uh, are a good bet on the uh, on, maybe not in the money line, but a good bet on the road uh, as a road dog, especially if it's five and a half. It'll probably kick up to six, but I do think that it goes over. So I would take something like a twenty eight. 24 something a game like that a tight game uh that's a higher scoring game literally a shootout style game andrew more to your point uh but whether it's a backdoor cover or whether the jets just keep it close uh maybe even like a 27 24 kick a late field goal or something like that uh to win the game i think it's going to be a little bit more of a nail biter 
Because I think we got we we said, and I think a lot of fans feel this way. We got this team has got a, is good. They're talented. They spent a lot of money. They got a great rookie quarterback. I think they drafted well. I think we're all happy with how they drafted this year compared to some some recent years past. But I think that takes a little bit of time to gel together. And 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 I don't know if that's going to happen this week, but I do think they move uh, to one and one this week uh, after a uh, after a hard fought win. So. Uh, final thoughts before we get out of here, fellas. Good, good episode one, by the way. Had a good time doing this with you. Nice episode one. But yeah. any final thoughts? Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I got one um, uh, offering for anybody listening and tuning in. We'll set the over under at uh, Doug's. Uh, they're not going to win today. Text as one oh eight on Sunday. <laughs> so you know, see. See if you think that's going to happen Eastern before time. 108 or not. Eastern time. Yeah. Eastern time, yeah. Eight, eight, I, so eight minutes into the game, two of which are probably Bud Light commercials. So, <laughs> um, you know, we'll see. But, yeah, we'll give them six minutes. To decide well, I can give you – I'll give you – anybody who wants to bet on that, I'll give you inside – I'm giving you insider information. <laughs> oh, right wow, now. great. Go ahead and bet it because it ain't happening, boys. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. After you've had a few cold ones, we'll see if you remember what you said there. It's all good. All right. <laughs> I'll be drinking water up until that point. So uh, don't okay, I got you. I see how it is. All right. So, uh, Dad, any final thoughts for you before we get out of here? No, I just enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun today being with, seeing you guys and doing this with you guys. And uh, look forward to, you know, more episodes and, Maybe some other people joining along with us. Yeah, I think it'd be great, man. I think uh, I think there's a lot of cool stuff to come. We got some segments we're thinking about doing back in my day uh, with Dad about when he was, you know, Pat's fan back in the day. Maybe some stories when he worked security at Fenway because uh, that did happen. Maybe some tailgate experiences we've had. Uh, I know I've had some experiences out there with my brother at <laughs> some games that were that were rough. Uh, you know, possibly adult beverage induced. But anyway. Uh, talking about some fun things. We're going to have some cool segments. And again, uh, Dad, to your point, we'd love to, to have you guys come along with us. So I think we all uh, mean it when we say go Pats. It was a fun episode one, and we'll see you next week back here for episode two.